If you're single and you don't have a date for New Year's Eve, it's easy to feel left out and to dream about that ideal New Year's Eve. So tonight on Wonderful Life, I want to share with you my worst New Year's Eve ever. And I had a date. So stay tuned to Wonderful Life. I'm Mary Dittman. For years, I struggled with being unhappy because I'm single and I don't want to be. But I've learned how to be happy while I'm single. If you're ready to find peace as a single woman, you're ready for a wonderful life. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of College on Fleek and Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life is my way of describing how it feels when you've made peace with being single. I know there are plenty of women out there who love being single and they say, you know, oh, I don't want a man or I don't want another relationship, but that's not how I feel and I've never felt that way. I've always wanted to be married and have a family, but I'm well over 40 and that hasn't happened for me. And that was always a real source of sorrow and sadness for me because my definition of a fulfilled life includes being a wife and a mother. But I figured out that I had better make peace with singleness because it did not seem to be changing. And no matter what, I still wanted to have a peaceful, contented, enjoyable life. And so that's what wonderful life is. It's learning to be happy while you're single, even if you're not happy because you're single. And the holidays can be a tough time for singles and not everybody feels this way. A lot of singles love the holidays because of the festivities and the parties. For me, the holidays are frequently a sad time because everything in our culture, all of the images, all of the advertising, everything is really focused around love and romance and family, and I don't have those things. And for a lot of people, New Year's Eve, of course, the biggest date night of the year, well, maybe the second biggest, I think Valentine's Day is the biggest date night of the year. But let's say in the top two date nights of the year, a lot of times for singles, not having a, a date or a significant other on New Year's Eve is really sad and painful. And most of the time in my singleness, I have wished that I was spending New Year's Eve with somebody that I loved. And don't get me wrong, I've had years where I hosted a New Year's Eve party or certainly I went to New Year's Eve parties. I have had dates over the years for New Year's. I've done fun things with my family, but you know, it's nice to be in love and be with the person that you're in love with on New Year's Eve. Now, I love New Year's Eve. And actually in our next episode, I'm gonna share with you specifically the things that I do to really enjoy my New Year's Eve, but I love New Year's. It is my favorite holiday, bar none. And the reason is I'm a goal setter and I love the feeling of a fresh start. I love setting goals. I, look, I like to look back on my past goals and see if I accomplished them. And of course, what is the biggest goal setting day of the year, New Year's. And so I just love it. I love that feeling of a fresh start. And I am at a place in my life where I am perfectly content 
to be by myself on New Year's Eve and do my wonderful New Year's Eve, which again, I'm gonna share with you in our next episode. But a couple of years ago, I was dating a man and I was so in love with him. I thought we were gonna get married and he said he loved me and we were going we made plans to be together on new year's eve and we were going out of town with another couple and i was really excited because i was in love with him and and he wasn't perfect but i just really loved him a lot when we got to our out of town location it started to feel like a double date but it was like he was on a date with his guy friend and then I was kind of hanging out with the guy's date. So it was really weird. Like I felt like a fifth wheel, but it just felt like my guy and his guy friend were like really just wanted to be together. I don't necessarily mean sexually. I mean, it seemed like they just wanted to hang out and we just happened to be there. But as you do with all red flags, I just ignored it. And so New Year's Eve, we had dinner reservations and then the guys wanted to watch the college football game that was being played on this New Year's Eve because my guy was a huge fan of one of the teams. So the four of us went out to this nice dinner. Now, before we got there, the other couple had been arguing. So it was a little awkward at the table. There was some tension, a little bit of like not speaking. But again, I just tried to let it go and not get upset about it. So we had a, a nice dinner and then we were, it was a town where you can really just kind of walk around the downtown area and you know, there are lots of little shops and bars and restaurants. And we found a restaurant bar. So the, when you walked in the door, there was the bar and then there was a restaurant and it was like a family restaurant. Um, I mean, they didn't have like a kid's play area, but they had high chairs and, and so it was just, uh, you know, it was not super crowded. They had a lot of big TVs at the bar, so the guys said, hey, this is perfect. Okay, fine. Now, the guys had been drinking all day long, and we get to the bar, and they start drinking even more. Well, before too long, my guy is drunk, and he is being so obnoxious. He was yelling and screaming and cursing, pounding on the bar with his fist, screaming at the television, at the football game, then at his friend. Um, because the friend, as the friend was drinking more, he was kind of like chilling out and getting sleepy and my guy was getting amped up and he was angry that his friend was winding down. And it was so bad, he was so loud and obnoxious, we actually were asked to leave twice. We weren't actually kicked out, but we were told if you don't get it together and calm down, you're going to be out of here. And honestly, I've never had that issue in a public place ever. And it was really embarrassing. So we make it through the football game and we went to this cafe that I love and they're really known for their desserts in this town. and. This was like the one thing I was really looking forward to. And we get to this cafe and my guy's friend decided that he was tired and he'd had enough of my guy's obnoxious behavior. 
So we got inside, we got a table, and he pretty much stood up immediately and said, hey, I'm going back to the hotel, and he left. And at that point, my guy went and chased after him, so I'm sitting at the table with the guy's date, and she says, oh my gosh, like he's just gonna ditch me here and leave me. And so then she runs outside. Now by this point, um, they had taken our order and they finally like bring the dessert and everything. So I'm sitting at this table by myself on New Year's Eve with my lovely chocolate cake. And I sat there and I'm eating my cake by myself and I'm thinking for real, like, I wish I was just at home right now by myself doing my normal wonderful New Year's Eve traditions. I was so miserable. And so as I'm eating my cake, my guy comes back in. Apparently his friend and the date were arguing and on their way back to the hotel to fight in private. And my guy sits down and all he can talk about is how upset he is that his friend has left. And I'm like, hey, hello, girlfriend here. So we eat our dessert and then we go to another bar, which he orders more to drink. Now, by this point, I was starting to realize that he was in a blackout. He was a blackout drinker. Um, and he starts drinking even more. He starts just being obnoxious and embarrassing and finally we get to we get to 12 midnight you know we give each other a little kiss and I was literally having to hold him up as we walked back to the hotel and this guy is like six foot four and probably 180 pounds on the hoof and he is falling down drunk and I'm trying to just get him to the hotel we get back to the hotel and um, I pretty much deposit him on the bed, which at that point I was like, I've had enough. So I said, I'm gonna go wash my face and brush my teeth. And my prayer was that he would pass out and that by the time I came out, he would just be gone. And fortunately, that is what happened. I came out, he had just passed out on the bed in his clothes, I just left him there. Um, I got in bed, went to sleep, and the next morning, New Year's Day, I woke up. I mean, I felt good. I, I don't drink, so I was fine. And I said, you know what? I think I'm going to go work out at the hotel gym. So I went and had a good workout, and I came back to the room, and I'm going to tell you something. He was a wreck, and he was so hungover that um, he handed me his car keys. And so I had to drive us two and a half hours back to our hometown. And I just could not even believe what a miserable New Year's Eve it was. I did not feel special. I did not feel loved. I did not feel appreciated. I felt like a fifth wheel and a nursemaid. And so now, if ever I have a moment where I'm feeling a little bit sad for myself that, oh, I don't have a date, I just remember that year that I had that date and I am very happy to be on my own for New Year's Eve and celebrating with my wonderful New Year's Eve traditions, which again, I said, I'll, 
I'll share those with you in our next episode. But I will always remember sitting in that cafe by myself with the three of them outside and me just eating my chocolate cake and literally thinking, I really wish I was home right now. So, you know, having a date or being with someone that you're in love with on New Year's Eve ain't always what you think it's gonna be. And the truth is that most people in the United States spend New Year's Eve at home watching the New Year's Eve ball drop on Times Square on television. Now, I understand that advertising and marketing is geared towards making us think that everybody's having a party, everybody's at a party, you're being left out, but the majority of Americans report that they stay home, either just with them and their family or maybe a few close friends, many times just in their pajamas. Many people don't even stay up until midnight, and the ones who do stay up until midnight just long enough to say Happy New Year, and turn off the TV and go to bed. So if you're on your own for New Year's Eve, you're not alone and you're not the only one. And maybe you've been to really boring New Year's Eve parties. I know I have. I've even party hopped to many boring New Year's Eve parties. And to me, that's even worse. Like you're dressed up and you're out and about and you have this expectation that I'm gonna go have fun, it's New Year's Eve, and then you're just so bored. One year I had just graduated college and I went to a party that my brother invited me to. He was still in college and it just wasn't my scene. It was like, it was a younger crowd than, than I and I just, it just wasn't my scene. And then there have been other times where I went to New Year's Eve parties where it was like a bunch of married couples and, you know, just kind of sitting around and watching TV, boring. And then sometimes it was families with their kids. And again, I just kind of felt like, uh, okay, like what, what are we doing? So if you're going to be by yourself for New Year's Eve, I just want to encourage you that it can be a really super fantastic evening. And right now, even when my girlfriends will ask me, you know, hey, let's, get together and do this, or let's go here, let's travel, let's, you know, there's this big bash going on, you know, in Atlanta or Charlotte, let's go. And I really just don't want to, because what I really, really love is to celebrate New Year's Eve with my wonderful traditions. And like I said, I'm gonna share those with you in our next episode. But meanwhile, I'd love to send you the Wonderful Life Holiday Survival Guide. It's a free ebook and the link is right here. So if you just go to this link, I'll send that to you. Also, there's still time to get the Wonderful Life Advent Calendar. Again, it's free. So just click on the link for the Advent Calendar and you can have that. You can have them both. I've also written a blog about the holidays. So you can check that out at wonderfullife.com. And Wonderful Life is a dialogue, not a monologue. And I'd love to hear from you and hear what you're struggling with or where do you need encouragement in your singleness. And make sure to join us next week because I'm going to share with you the ingredients for a wonderful New Year's Eve. That's next week here on Wonderful Life.